Hello, my loves. I just want to pop on here real quick to announce that our Know Your Power sisterhood is now open. This is a community of like-minded women ready to motivate, inspire, and genuinely just make connections. If this is something that you feel like you're lacking in your journey, this is for you. It's a free community. We have tons of women from all over the world that are going to be in it, and you get tons of free resources. So if that sounds like you, click the link in the description and join our community. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee. And Kendall Aaliyah. And you just moved I your know. mic again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was telling Kendall the last episode, I was like, you touch your mic like every five seconds. Dude, I get nervous. So get, it's like a nervous tick. It is a nervous tick. Yeah. I either play with my hair, I play with the wire, or I touch the mic. Yeah, I play with my hair a lot. Remember when we used to hold our mics? Oh my God. Good the- times. And it would like, make, those are so loud. It would make so much noise. Yeah. I'm so glad that we don't have to hold them anymore because my arm would get tired. I'm like, Ugh. and then you try to switch, but someone else is talking and, and then you're like, just oh. like making sounds. Yep. Sorry that I just yelled in your ear. But today, okay. guys, we are going to be talking about how we healed our relationship with food. You guys have heard us talk a lot about like our struggles with binge eating in the past. So I just want to put a blanket trigger warning over this if this is something that you struggle with. We get it Mm -hmm. like more than anything that it can be so challenging and you can feel so alone and undoing some of the damage that either society, like our parents, like things have happened to us is a (laughs) challenge for sure. So we're just going to share some of our things that we did that helped us heal our relationship with food. One of those disclaimers of we're not doctors. These are what helped us personally. And I've also like used some of these practices with the people around me that come to me with their own struggles. Um, So yeah, not saying this is like one size fits all. Everyone has a different journey and a different path to like recovery with healing their relationship. But these worked for us. These are just some tip tip of roonies that helped us. So we hope that they help you yes so number one is practicing mindfulness in eating like pay attention to your food like including like how it smells how it tastes like how does it feel in your mouth that sounded weird (laughs) but like making this an eating like experience like being more intentional when you're eating because how many times have you like sat in front of the tv with like a bag of chips and then all of a sudden like the bag of chips is just gone Mm -hmm. it's because we go unconscious we're not being conscious when we're eating we're not focusing on like how our hunger cues are like if we're feeling full if we're feeling stuffed if we're feeling satiated like whatever it might be we completely like check out and go unconscious and that can cause you to like overeat and then you feel like oh this doesn't feel good later. Like the amount of times that I've done that is unreal. For me, a lot of this also tied in with like what I was buying for myself because sometimes I knew certain foods like I would tend to overeat more or like are higher, a higher calorie version of something I was craving. And like, those are little changes where if you're mindful when buying the food of what will create me to have the best relationship with this item when it's in my house and not just like in the grocery store and bringing it home with you that's another area where you can be mindful before you even sit to eat what what food are you buying is it triggering for you things like that that's very true very true because like we're human and if it's in the house like most likely we're gonna eat it yeah like it's so true like I don't ever have those types of foods that I know are triggering for me just like laying around like available in the house like anytime people come over like I have zero snacks for them Mm -hmm. and then like especially like if my little sister comes over she likes to have snacks I'm like 
Do you want a rice cake? (laughs) Because I know, like, if I have it there, like, I'm just going to unconsciously eat it and, like, walk to the pantry, walk to the fridge, like, and then by the end of the day, I'm like, I've had, like, an excessive amount of calories that I actually wasn't hungry for. It was just there. And that's the thing. It's like, are you actually hungry for this food? Are you eating it because it's just, like, readily available to you? I have to check myself all the time because all my life I was, like, a boredom eater where if I'm bored I'll go open the fridge for the 400th time um so just becoming mindful of like why am I actually grabbing this food right now obviously food is fuel food is amazing you should be eating you should be eating a healthy amount of food too don't be under eating that's not what we're saying but when making those decisions of like why am I eating and what should I sit to eat right now and how should I eat this meal right now those are things you have to I guess like count on or like look at yeah like really just checking in with yourself and being aware of what am I crave? Like, what does my body need right now? Like Mm -hmm. if you really just sit and ask yourself like what you think that your body needs, it usually tells you, we just tend to like ignore it all Mm -hmm. the time. Like I'll have moments where I really just sit and ask my body, like, what do you need? I'm like, I need like a good meal. Like I need some chicken. Like I need some rice. Like I need some avocado, like Mm -hmm. something like that. Cause I just can feel that my body needs that. Or like if it's morning and I'm having like breakfast or something, I'm like, do I want something that's savory or do I want something that is sweet? Like what does my body need? And I'm like, I'm really just feeling like I want like a good bowl of like protein oats or something Mm -hmm. instead of just like mindlessly like going and doing everything, being conscious when eating and actually eating your food and figuring out like how does this taste how does this smell sitting down with it am I feeling full am I feeling satiated like what does that feel like instead of just sitting down like when I had a negative relationship with food I noticed one of the the biggest telltale signs of if I go back to that or how it was at the time was I wouldn't even make it home with the food I was buying I was first off waiting until I was so hungry that then anytime I would buy anything from the grocery store I would open at least one of the items on my drive home Mm -hmm. and I think that was one of those conscious efforts where I had to start telling myself you need to wait until you're home because like now I'm home and I ate all the rice cakes I just bought and now I'm still hungry and going to sit and eat a yeah. meal instead of I just waited for home and I ate my meal. And then I was like, oh, I'm still a little hungry. Let me grab a rice cake or two. Yeah. Like that's such a different mentality and such a different experience while actually eating the food. It's true. One thing that I've been practicing a lot with eating is just like being patient with it, like patiently making the food, patiently like eating it, like setting it like to the side for a second too, like purposefully slowing down, like, mm-hmm. like almost going like super slow mo. <laughs> with the food to force myself to slow down because I've been a fast eater since I was little. Like when I was little, I was a wrestler and I was a very like highly active child and I'd eat. When I would eat, I would like... You're like my brothers. Yes. (laughs) And I was also like almost competitively um, eating against my brother because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, he's going to eat all the food and there's not going to be anything left for me. Yeah. So I have been eating that way since I was little. I want to add, it's better for your digestive tract too yes. if you eat slowly. So that's another benefit of taking your yes. time. It takes our body and our mind to know that it is satiated a little bit of time so if you're eating with like under two minutes like you have no idea (laughs) like if you're feeling satiated or not Mm -hmm. you're not giving your body enough time it's so funny because I do that with my boyfriend because he is one of those people that like he'll say he's not hungry and then once he starts eating it kind of breaks that wall and now he's like more hungry after he eats um so I've like (laughs) I'm really teaching him because like he's not a bodybuilder. He's never had like a negative relationship with food per se, but I'm 
like, okay, we're going to wait five minutes. See if you're still hungry. Yeah. Maybe take a walk. If you're still hungry, go get seconds. Like, yes. don't just like assume that you're still having those same hunger cues as when you first sat down to eat. Yes, it's true. Because like what happens, I feel like for me is that if I do eat that meal really fast after being super hungry, since I ate it so fast, my body doesn't know if I'm satiated yet. Mm-hmm. So I immediately go and grab more food, mm-hmm. but I was satiated. I just didn't let my mind and body catch up. Yeah. Like, it's and so then you weird. might push yourself to where you're overly yeah, full and, and like, that's always uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's number one. Number two is avoid using, using food as a coping mechanism. So like while it might feel that food can like cure your stress, your anxiety, your other emotions, like try to find other helpful ways to process your feelings, such as exercise, like meditation, journaling, or even talking to a therapist or, or a friend or somebody. Because mm-hmm. I am... I do this all the time. Like immediately if I'm getting anxious, I go and grab food. Like yesterday I was anxious about something and I immediately like wanted to go and grab food. It's just like an initial like trigger. And what really was going on was that I was anxious about something with work. Like it had nothing to do with food. It's Mm -hmm. just that my trigger was anxiety. Then go and grab food, anxiety from work, go and grab food. So whatever yours might be like, go dig a little bit deeper It always helps to journal and figure out, like, where did this come from? Was it really because I was hungry? Was it because I got an upsetting email? I'm stressed about work. Like, am I having a fight with my partner? Am I feeling a little bit lonely? And I'm feeling that food can fill that gap. What really fills that gap is finding solutions with that problem that you're having, whether it is anxiety or loneliness or something. If you mask it with something like food and then you already have an unhealthy relationship with food and how you treat yourself after eating, then you might just be adding to the problem. I always noticed I was like depressed. So I would go and grab food and then I was already, that was like in the phase of my life where I was binge eating regularly and constantly having like self-doubt and like beating myself up over it and things like that. And it only made my mental health worse. It does. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Cause it's like, you are using the food to help you, f- do you think, to help you feel better. Mm-hmm. And then, like, either if it's, like, a binge or whatever it might be, then you eat it and then you just feel worse. And then you're, like, now I felt worse on top of my worse. Yeah. Which it's, like, this so it was so counterintuitive. Like, it didn't really. Yeah. Honestly, therapy helped me the most when coming out of that yeah. bad relationship because it was finally having, like, a new source of talking about my problems instead of just, like, facing them alone and masking it with things like eating and other unhealthy habits not saying again food is not unhealthy but the way I was treating it was yeah like especially there's a couple of things like when I'm working with my clients in the know your power um, one-on-one coaching like we have a segment in there that's about like uh, building a healthy relationship with food and there's a couple of things that I have them like read through I'm like do you do any of these things Mm -hmm. and it's like um like hiding food or um, talking negatively about yourself when you do eat meals that are off. Um, what else could it be? I have like a giant list of things, but just like things that are like red flags for if you can potentially have an unhealthy relationship with food. And it's crazy. Cause like at one point, like I did all of those things, like, and I didn't even realize that I was doing it, which is wild. So yes, avoid using food as a coping mechanism. Talk about your feelers, whether it's with a friend, like reach out to somebody, Mm -hmm. have someone that you can count on or a therapist and journaling about like, where is this really coming from? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not the food. Yeah. Find the source. Like find the source. Number three is to stop labeling foods as good and bad. Ask yourself this, like when you're choosing what to eat, do you often call food 
like this is a good food, this is a bad food. Junk food is so yes, commonly used. A hundred percent junk food. Like what I found for me is that when I did that, I would feel so much more guilty when I did have those foods that it was almost as if like it was quote unquote bad, like I was bad. Mm -hmm. So whenever I would have like a treat meal or something and like I wasn't on prep, like I was a hundred percent allowed to do this. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't bodybuilding or anything labeling them as bad. When I would go and have them, I somehow felt like now I was quote unquote bad. Yeah. So switching that mindset of labeling food as good and bad really helped me so that I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong because I'm not doing anything wrong. You're literally wrong. just eating. I'm just like eating and yeah. eating is not wrong. It took me a really long time to draw that difference because I viewed almost all food as bad at one point in yeah. my time because like I assumed the quantity I was having was bad. That's and true. Then, again, those lead to beating yourself up instead going in. I know it's so much easier said than done and I'm in such a different relationship now with food than me like two years ago at this time like literally night and day if you showed like old me me now she'd be like there's no way I could like just keep food in my house and eat it patiently and mm -hmm. eat things without like rushing it or feeling like it's the end of the world um so it's easier said than done but drawing that line made a huge difference for me because I I did label so many foods as bad and that led to that guilty feeling anytime I ate anything yeah so true. just teaching yourself that like food is fuel you need food to function like a normal human mm -hmm. to keep your hormones healthy to have a good workout like you need to be fueling your body so just view it as like Oh, I had more calories. Okay, cool. That's more energy I can put into my leg day next, like the next day. Exactly, exactly. And it's so important to do that because overall, it's just so much healthier for you mentally because now you're not like walking around. Like I know that how I felt like I felt like I was just walking around and like, food was always on my mind. Like how much is in there? Like, mm -hmm. is it too much? Is it too less? Like, I can't have this. I do. I can't do this. Like those words like can't and don't and yeah. bad. Like they make you feel like what you're doing is bad and you're just eating. I so. think there's power in knowing what a nutrition label says and how yes. to count macros and knowing what fuels your body the best. But there's also power in knowing those things and choosing not to look at it in yes. certain scenarios because you can become so hyper fixated on the calorie count of something thing that like if I'm craving if I'm on my period and I'm craving ice cream and I go buy a little pint like it is such a habit for me to look at the calories look at the sugar context yeah and then like determine how much I can have when instead how about I grab it and I just eat until I feel like okay my craving satiated yes. and then save the rest like you don't have to eat the whole entire container but you also can and it, don't beat yourself up for yes. it. Like just go into everything intuitively instead yeah. of like preconceived notion of this is going to be bad for me. Yeah. And I think that word choice is so important because one thing that helped me, especially when like I was like in an actual dieting phase for competition, instead of saying like good and bad, it was more like I am choosing this mm -hmm. and I'm choosing to do this because this is going to lead me to my goal. And that helped me a lot because it was, there was power in choosing that I was just not going to have that or I mm -hmm. was going to have that. You instead. have the power over the food you're choosing to yeah. eat. The food doesn't hold the power, even though sometimes we get into that mindset where it feels like it does. Like it feels like it's just controlling your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So number four is just listening to your body. Like your body, this kind of goes into number one too. 
but your body is going to tell you when you're hungry, full, and you're satisfied. Like pay attention to these cues. Eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, and eat what you enjoy. Obviously, this is so much easier said than done, especially if you struggled in the past with me and Kendall, because it's almost like those hunger cues, like we have ruined, like we Mm -hmm. feel like we have ruined. And it starts at such a young age too, because when we're young, like just think about when you were young. And you just like ate when you're hungry, you stopped when you were full, you went out to play and you didn't even care. Like you just didn't think about like how many calories were in things. Like if you were eating too much, if you were eating too less and then you get older, like you go into school, you know, diet culture starts coming around you and then you start worrying about these things. And, you know, just like if only we can just think back to like what it would feel like to be like a child again and it just to freeing to <laughs> eat. Yeah, to eat when you're hungry, to stop when you're full. And I think that's the biggest key is to just stop when you're full stop when you're satiated and it can be so difficult when you're not doing that because you're not listening to your body Mm -hmm. and one thing that I always do to help me is like I place my hand on my stomach and on a scale of like one to ten one being like I'm starving like we don't want to be there yeah because when we're starving like we can make decisions that aren't really true to how we feel and a 10 being like absolutely stuffed. We also don't want to be absolutely stuffed. You know, we don't want to be like sick and feel like we don't have energy and lethargic, like being like a seven or an eight where we're just like satisfied, you know, your hunger, it's gone away and it hasn't gone past that point when you're feeling like, Ugh. yeah. So those little things can kind of and help learn. You. Like for me, I'm always a volume eater. I love like a big salad or anything where like my plate seems really large, but in reality, it's like not crazy high calorie yeah. or like I'm still getting my protein and carbs but I also have like veggies on the plate just to like fill me up more because I used to be someone who like it would take a lot of food to get me actually to that satiated point or at least for my body to recognize it so using things like lower calorie like vegetables leafy greens things like that especially when in a dieting phase where you can't eat more when you want to eat more that kind of helps you keep that full feeling um that way you're not constantly hungry because when you're constantly hungry again like that leads you to making like irrational decisions and eating off of impulse instead of off of like what you should be eating yep 100%. The next one is to watch how you speak to yourself and your body. If you're constantly getting mad at yourself for eating certain things, calling yourself hurtful names, and like just not believing in yourself, it really starts to weigh on you. Um, Oh my God. What is, what did I say? Okay. Okay. I was like, what did I write? You know, when you write something, you're just like, what did you even mean? Always. I'm like, I can't. Kendall yesterday can't talk to Kendall today. No correlation. But yeah, just like really being mindful of like how you're speaking to yourself and your body, especially like around food, because that translates into your choices and how you feel about yourself. And I remember that like for me, which was so weird, it's like, When I would like look in the mirror and I would say something negative about how my body looked, I could take it either two ways. I would either like starve myself or I would binge eat to like almost confirm what I believed about myself. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So if that's something that you're struggling with, just being more mindful of the things that are going on inside your head and the thoughts that you're saying and the things that you tell yourself like on repeat, generally like a lot of us have a couple of things that we always say to ourselves. So just Mm -hmm. be mindful of that and know that you have the power to alter what you're thinking and to shift from a negative thought pattern into something that's a little bit more positive or just neutral. It doesn't always have to be like, you're the sexiest person alive. It can be like, you're strong, you're powerful, your eyes are amazing. 
amazing. You're killing it. Let's move on. Dude, you know? I remember when my relationship was its worst with food. It was also the worst with myself. Like yes. that's what I had to heal first in order to heal my relationship with food because I was so mean to myself and same. I would either take it to the, I'm not going to eat today yes. or I'm going to overeat every meal today. And both of those made me feel even worse and kind of confirmed, yeah. oh, you should feel bad about yourself. So take the time. Like we said earlier, like look at the root problem, look at why you're treating yourself this way and try to fix that first. Like if you can, that's going to make like the food habits so much easier. I remember for me, like now I'm in a place. So just an example this week, I've been bloated. I don't know why. But that's fine. So I've just been wearing baggier teas. I'm still making myself eat because old me might have been like, oh, I'm bloated. I shouldn't eat. Like mm-hmm. I'm scared to eat. I, I sometimes got afraid to eat because I knew it would trigger even more bloating for myself. But now I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm just going to keep eating my meals and like fingers crossed next week I'm not bloated. Like that's all you can really do. You can't, you don't have control over yeah. your digestive tract like yeah. that. So that's something that's out of your control. Instead of beating myself and being like, I'm gaining weight. I don't look good anymore. Yeah. I can't, I can't do X, Y, and Z anymore. It's like, no, okay. Like, let's just objectively be neutral here I'm bloated that's normal that's fine I have a history of that let's just keep eating like normal and it's going to go away instead of panicking and starving or overeating it's like do overcompensating with something else whether it is overeating or undereating or excessive amounts of cardio or exercising a lot longer when you're lifting like these things are they're not healthy like Mm -hmm. they're not healthy because I sometimes too like even go back to like the old me where I have something that's like off plan and immediately I have to go do cardio Yeah, it's like a panic it's like a panic and you know like I'm I don't do that anymore like whatsoever but I know that I used to a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that like because it's almost punishment Mm -hmm. you're using it as punishment for yourself because you did something that is normal. Like you've eaten something off plan. You've had a fun food. You went to go treat yourself. You had a glass of wine. Like you skipped the, you skipped the gym. Now you feel like you have to punish yourself for doing that. And you don't have to, Yeah, you don't have to, you just get back to like your regular healthy meals and it's fine. Like I went to the Olympia this past weekend. I had my meals delivered to my hotel. I ate as many healthy ones as I can. And I had some off free meals. And this weekend when I was on my way home, I literally was like, Oh my God, you, you, you lost all your progress. You ate meals off. Like you have to fix this. You have to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Julia, you're doing it again. You don't have to do that. And then now I'm just back and I'm fine. My weight is going to stabilize back to normal mm-hmm. as I'm just eating my regular meals. But in the past, like I would have tried everything I could to quote unquote, correct my mistake, even yeah. though it's not a mistake. I'm just human. Yeah. That's it. It is so freeing and you're going to be so much happier in the long run once you heal that relationship. And like, I know we're in a place now because it's been years of us working on it yeah. actively and making conscious choices and those like old habits still come up and we have to overcorrect it sometimes and like yes. reality check ourselves. But eventually it becomes second nature. Like I no yeah. longer have to like mentally fix myself on a daily basis as to like why I'm eating or how I'm eating. Like now it's just a part of my routine. I just eat how I eat. And it'll happen. Like it'll come up like here and there Mm -hmm. instead of every single day you're feeling like you have to like, Oh, I'm fighting my own brain. But like the thing is, is this is healing your relationship with food, but at the root it's healing your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Like that's really what it is. Like that's where it starts and it translates over into how you feel about food and how you relate to food. Um, Yeah. 
Number five is, no, the last number one. Number six. Number six, sorry, <laughs> is to seek help. Like yep. both of us got help and it worked really well for us. And we recommend it to, to anybody. Like if that's something that you are struggling with opening up to other people, like opening up to a stranger might be a little bit easier. Family, friends, like anybody that you can use for support. Like for Zach, like now that I'm in... I'm not competing. Like I decided that I wasn't going to compete. I haven't even done an episode on the podcast about that, but I have a YouTube video about it. I was it, like waiting for you to bring it up. I know. It's I, not forgot. My place. <laughs> I, I forget. Like I just put so much content out. I'm like, where did I put it? Yeah. I don't know where it went. <laughs> um, but yeah. So now that I decided that I'm just going to wait till next year to compete, like I have to maintain the physique that I have right now. And I just said, Zach, I'm going to need your help. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to need your help to hold me accountable and to, you know, not ask me to like go out to eat every single day. Like we can do it occasionally. I'm like, I'm going to need your help. Mm -hmm. And in the past I would have never asked for help, but now like I'm in a point where I can count on him to also be there for me when I'm not strong enough to be there for myself. Yeah. So I feel like we're similar in the fact that like when we're struggling with anything, it's very hard to like seek help with the you people around tell. us. Yeah. <laughs> like we we're good at like showing up yeah. for things still, but then like when we're alone is when we beat ourselves up. So it's one of those things. Like I think the first person I, ever told was my mom yeah. and she didn't get it at all didn't expect her to I just needed to voice it to someone and I just asked her for support and she was very reciprocated in the sense of I don't understand what you're going through just because I've never been there but tell me what to do tell yeah. me what you need tell me how and I, I would call it. her every single day I also started therapy and that combination of like talking to both of these people created a system that helps like implement some steps on me helping myself but also gave me that support system of like I'm not alone anymore yeah and that's like the biggest point that you made on that was you can tell people how they can be there for you because mm -hmm. you're right some people might not know especially if you do struggle with a relationship with food or some sort of eating disorder and they haven't it's difficult for them to like understand and empathize when they haven't been there yeah. so tell them how they can show up for you like that's what I told Zach like I wasn't I said I'm gonna need your help in these kinds of ways like can you do this for me can you do this for me I'm not leaning on him like completely and totally for everything yeah. that's for, a lot of pressure for my well-being yeah. but I'm also just like that added little boost mm -hmm. you know like help Tell people how they can show up for yeah. you. And sometimes it's like educating yourself and the people around you too, because you might not fully understand how you're feeling or, or what you're dealing with. I know every time we've talked about like binge eating disorder, we get people that are like, I have this or I had this and I had no idea. Like sometimes you don't know until you can like hear about it and yeah. recognize with something and relate to something. So ed also educating not only yourself, but the people around you were like, say you live with your significant other, like maybe show them a YouTube video and being like, I know it, it might not make sense, but these are the feelings I'm dealing with right now like just so they understand what you're going through because sometimes yeah. it it's like a completely blind relationship where people don't know that you're thinking about food all day people don't know that you're obsessing over what you yeah. ate and how you're beating yourself up like because you're not voicing it so how is someone else supposed to know yeah. especially if they're somebody that never does that mm -hmm. like they just eat like whenever I remember when I was struggling the most and I would just like see people like at parties or at events and I was like how can they just like walk around and just not be thinking about this food the whole time, mm -hmm. not be beating themselves up, just eating when they're hungry and stop when they're like, I always like envied that they were able yeah. to do that. And that's just proof that 
yeah, some people like genuinely just don't struggle with this at all. And that's amazing that they don't. And I'm happy that they, yeah, I don't wish it. Upon I, never, I don't wish it upon anybody, you know, but getting people to like understand that, mm-hmm. um, can be challenging, but it's definitely worth it to have some people I on remember, your side. I remember, um, I like went on like a party bus. It was my first time ever being on a party bus. Unce, it was kind of fun. Unce. Um, it was for like, um, my boyfriend's friend's birthday, like a week or two ago. And we were on this bus for seven hours and I, I knew that going into it. Nope. And never. I knew going into it, old Kendall, my first thought would have been like, what are we going to do for food? Like seven hours, no food. And then if we do eat, how am I going to eat in front of these people? Like I, I, I need to control myself and things like that. Yeah. And this time I was like, oh, cool, seven hours. And then we stopped somewhere. We all grabbed food. It was like very chill. Like it was just like, it wasn't on my brain like it used to yeah. be, but it was funny because that was like a weird point where I could relate the two of like, I know old me would like freaked out yeah. over like not having control over yes. when I was eating. And the thing about that is like you're being present. Like when you're not being present, you are thinking about food and when you're going to have it or Mm -hmm. how much there is or the calories. But if you're actually present with where you are, you stop thinking about that. That's one of the biggest things that I've been practicing is just like being present with where I am because then I don't think about all of those other things Then let them rule my mind. If I'm actually where my feet are standing, it's so much easier. And there's so many times I'm just like go unconscious and I'm like... Yeah, just like daydream about yeah. snacking. And I'm like, snacks. I still do it sometimes. Food. There's nothing like, wrong mm-hmm. with it. It's just how you view yeah. it in your own yeah. sense. Just come back to being present and it helps so much. But yeah, guys, I hope that helped. If you guys, you know, um, have struggled with something like this before and like you've really been needing help, like definitely seek help. Like it, it helped both of us, but mm-hmm. everyone's journey is different and we understand. And we definitely empathize with you because we've both struggled with it a lot in the past. And if you ever need like a friend or a buddy just to vent to, you can always DM us. Like mm-hmm. we'll be there for you, but also like seeking like professional help and like having friends around you is definitely a big plus. Too, I was going to so. say, I love doing episodes like this because I I feel like I'm speaking to the younger me and like same, 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 and same, same. helping her and it's still healing for ourselves. Like it's oh. an ever growing journey. Yeah. So every time we do these, like I learn more about myself too. And it's just a reminder for me to like continue practicing the things that I work so hard to like do and to learn. So yeah. Yeah. it's also so nice to me for me to like have someone like you where I'm like, oh my gosh, she totally yeah. gets it. Like I was in that exact same boat and it's crazy because sometimes mm-hmm. you forget you feel so alone in it. So hopefully you feel less alone yes. at the minimum. We're with you guys. And as always, we love you all so much and you're more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.